Chapter 18 opens with some foreboding news about Count Kirill Bezukhov. Around the time that the Rostov party was exhausting itself, Count Bezukhov had his sixth stroke. And the word stroke is used in a loose medical sense, meaning severe episode, convulsion, or seizure. Effectively, it was something that put him very close to death's door. The medical staff concluded that he was beyond all hope and would probably not survive the night. What this means is that someone will have to inherit his vast fortune, which includes countless acres and at least 40,000 serfs. The Count was receiving the proper Christian Orthodox rites, which included a final anointing by the priest. The purpose of this near-death ritual is to invoke the Almighty's holy grace and release the person from bodily suffering, which could be mental, spiritual, or physical. There is sometimes a hope that the person receiving the rite will heal, and the practice comes from the gospel where Jesus would go around healing the sick. But in many situations like this one, nobody expected that to happen. The last rites in the Orthodox tradition also include the forgiveness of forgotten sins, those that may have escaped the attention of the person receiving the rite. There were undertakers waiting outside for the moment that they were paged to get to work. There were various dignitaries and very important members of Moscow society who had come to pay their respects. This included the military governor of Moscow. People were sitting around, murmuring in respectful tones, keeping an eye on who would come in and who would leave. Tolstoy goes out of his way to point out that Dr. Lorion, the main physician, was seated underneath a portrait of Catherine the Great. Another doctor of German descent came over to speak with Dr. Lorion, and they discussed the Count's grim condition. One person among the throng in the packed reception room asked the $64,000 question, namely, who is going to inherit that great fortune? Around this point, Prince Vasily gets up and walks to the apartments where Count Bezikov's nieces are staying. Prince Vasily finds one of the nieces, Katerina, and notes that he has to speak to her. She gets a description that isn't exactly flattering. She's thin, has an erect body, and she has quite a long torso in proportion to her legs. He starts the conversation with some discretion, noting they all have to think about the future. He says he loves the three princesses as his own daughters, and is thinking about them most of all. Prince Vasily points out his wife, as well as the three sisters called princesses, would be the ones expected to inherit. They are direct heirs by law. He then points out something important, that Prince Vasily was ordered to send for Pierre, as Count Bezikov pointed to Pierre's portrait, and this was understood as a direct summons. He then makes his big reveal, and he says, as you must be aware, last winter, the Count made a will, or a directive, passing over us and giving his estate the entire thing to his favorite son. Now this got Katarina's attention. She could barely contain herself and she couldn't believe what she had just heard. She says it can't be because Pierre is illegitimate. In French, un bâtard. Prince Vasily points out in very gentle language, Well, what if, mon cher, the Count wrote to the Emperor to have Pierre declared legitimate? Vasily then reveals that such a letter was written. 
but it was never dispatched, and as far as he knows, the emperor has not heard of it. Vasily says the question is, has such an instrument been destroyed? For if not, when the count dies, it will be delivered in due course, and Emperor Alexander will grant the petition, and Pierre will take all. Katerina is finally getting the message. So you must know, my dear, whether the will and letters accompanying it were written, if they were destroyed, and if not, most importantly, where are they now? Katerina thinks this is impossible. It can't be happening. It's really too much for her to take. Vasily puts a little more pressure on. If they don't act together, Pierre will become Count Bezikov. The princess is then revealing a lot of resent and angst. Let him get it all, she says. I never wanted anything and don't now. She complains about the injustice in the world. She feels she has served the count diligently and her repayment is being left out. She also reveals to Prince Vasily that she knew that he wrote that document, but she didn't really think it was legal. She thought nothing would come of it. Vasily prods her to remember her sisters and that there's still something to be done to protect the traditional aristocrats. But Katerina is going on. This house is filled with deceit, envy, and gratitude. And she gets to a point where she's almost shrieking. Vasily puts his hands on her, holds her stationary, and very seriously explains, let's fix this mistake. All that was done was done in a moment of anger and illness. The Count couldn't have meant what he wrote in the will. Of course he'd want to see you provided for, me as well. He says it's their duty to fix the mistake. He says the Count should not reach death, possibly knowing that he was making those closest to him left out. Princess Katerina finally caught on, and she pretty much overtly agrees to become cunning and wicked. Vasily tries to convince her of her good heart, and that acting in the way that he suggested would be honoring the Count's wishes. But Katerina isn't buying it, and she reveals what she knows about the will. She tells Prince Vasily the critical documents are in the inlaid portfolio, which Count Bezikov keeps under his pillow. She tells Prince Vasily that the critical documents, the will and the directive, are in the inlaid portfolio, which the Count keeps under his pillow. She then targets her frustration on Anna Drubetskaya. She feels she is behind it all, that she got in his ear. She calls her an infamous, vile creature, and she can't wait for the occasion to give Princess Anna a piece of her mind.